0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. I could talk to you for an hour, seriously. Melissa Francis, everybody. Lessons from the Prairie. The surprising secrets to happiness, success, and sometimes just survival I learned on America's favorite show. Hope to get you back, Melissa, here on the program. Can I we really, come back, please, I want to come back soon. You promise? I promise. You'll, we'll get you back on because right. there's there's plenty in the economy we got to talk about. There you go, and promise kept. Here she is, everybody, <laughs> Melissa Francis from Fox Business, back here. I, I feel I like love Donald you. Trump. That was I, so cute. I feel I like it. Donald Trump. I'm keeping promises left and right here. Um... <laughs> I'm glad you made it back. Absolutely. Hey, look, Thank uh, we have you. a you know, no problem. Uh, we have a lot to talk about too. Uh, let me start off. Uh, this is Eric Greitens. He's the governor of Missouri, uh, telling uh, actually Fox News that he signed a law to do the following I ran to bring more jobs to Missouri and we need to have more private sector paychecks and bigger private sector paychecks here but unfortunately we had politicians in St. Louis who passed a bill that would have failed on both counts it was killing jobs and despite what liberals would tell you it was actually taking money out of people's pockets so he cuts the minimum wage in Missouri what what's your take on this genius genius I am looking at Seattle right
1: now where they raised the minimum wage and then they did a study and people on the minimum wage took home on average $125 less per paycheck after they cut the minimum wage, less per month, pardon me, per month, after they after, sorry, after they raised it. They raised it. They took home less money. Let me make it more simple so that everybody can understand, including myself. (laughs) They were losing money once they got a raise. There you go. Because Uh when you increase the price of labor, then the person making the decisions uses less labor. It's so obvious. They only have so much margin. The principle is that the guy at the top is loaded and getting rich, and that's just not happening. I mean, when you look at the average McDonald's, only Maybe 10% of them are owned by the corporation. The rest are little small business owners who own one McDonald's or maybe two. Don't get me wrong. It's a great business and they're doing well, but their margin is really small. I mean, when I talk to people that own a White Castle, the margin is just pennies. They don't have that much room to raise the price of labor. The only way to do it would be to dramatically raise the price of a burger. You do that, your customers go away. They don't have the room for that right now. So what do they do? They use less labor when it becomes more expensive. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. You are hurting the very people that you're trying to help. The real answer is to recognize that a minimum wage job is your entry into the job market. I had a bunch of minimum wage jobs. They were great. That's how you get started in an industry when you have no experience and no skills. There's no other reason to hire someone with no experience and no skills other than because you can get them cheap. Then when you obtain those skills, you move up. You become the manager, you leave, you go somewhere else, you get a different job that pays better. When you make that entry job more expensive, there's less of it, fewer people get into the workforce. Fewer people get that first job. Fewer people move up. Instead, what you have to do is get people in, get them started, get them moving up, get them trained for the jobs where you make money, get them trained in tech, get them trained in health care, all the places that are paying right now. He's exactly right. Lowering the minimum wage would be the smart thing. But we've gotten so backward in this society, and the left has gotten so great at dominating the message. That we don't even believe that math any longer. We don't trust our own logic. But there was a group of people in the last election that trusted their own brain and trusted the logic and went, you know what? I think what these other people are talking about here doesn't make any sense and hasn't worked. And we need to take a
0: chance. That's true. And you know what? As as a matter of fact, because of the Obamacare legislation, another brilliant idea from the American left, that you've got now... Uh, individuals, and these minimum wage increases. You've got individuals who are in their 50s competing with teenagers, and of course businesses are going to hire the more experienced people if they have to pay $15 an hour and they have to give them insurance. They're going to hire the adults and that way the kids don't get their work experience. You brought up Seattle, Melissa, and you took me right where I wanted to go because this is Seattle has turned into a factory of bad ideas. They just (laughs) imposed a 2.5% wealth tax on its residents and i say this is a good thing because i live in the great state of texas that means that soon (laughs) there will be a whole batch of of entrepreneurs a whole batch of capital coming to my state to flee the oppression of seattle i'm on the right track here
1: You absolutely are. They are a factory of bad ideas. I mean, they must be like growing them on trees and in their backyard and in gardens everywhere, because if you want a bad idea, they used to all come from San Francisco, but now Seattle is sort of monopolizing them. Do you know that that tax starts on people who make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Those are the super rich in their opinion. Which, I, I, don't get me wrong, that is a pretty penny, but in Seattle, it doesn't really go that far because Microsoft mm-hmm. is in Seattle, and there's a ton of tech in Seattle, and people make a lot of money in Seattle. So if you want to buy a house, you're gonna pay a heck of a lot more because you're competing with all of these other people who are making big money. So 250 isn't what you think it is, and all of a sudden they're taxing all these people to pay for stupid programs. I mean, if that's the other thing, is that when they impose these taxes, what kills me is where that money is. Going down the drain to these government officials who are so bad at using money. I mean, they're so bad at making decisions because it's not theirs. And they're just like, well, whatever, I'll overpay for this. That's fine. I mean, that's where this money is going. It's so idiotic. I cannot even take it. That is why I wrote this book. So when I look back and people say to me, Roger Ailes said this to me when I came to Fox, he goes, let me get this straight. You grew up in Hollywood. You were on TV your whole life. Then you went to Harvard. Then you moved to New York. Why aren't you a liberal whack job? How is that possibly not the case? And I had to trace the thread of my life. And honest to God, this was my inspiration for writing the book. I had to trace the thread in my life of how I didn't become a lunatic. And I was like, well, when I look back on Little House of the Prairie, first of all, if you ever read the books or watch the show, these are people who were you know, almost taken down by locusts, wolves, Native Americans. They would go out west and pick a plot of land just to mind their own business and grow their crops and try and have a decent life and be left alone. And the government came in and told them, guess what? We moved the That's not your property anymore. I Hmm. I mean, I read this and I was like, oh, my gosh. They were the original robbed homesteaders who would go out and try and do something. And then they would have to pull up stakes. And I mean literally pull up the stakes and take the nails out and put them in their pocket because you couldn't waste nails when you had to go to your new home and rebuild it. I mean, these people just kept battling back. And this is a true story. After that, so that's the book. Then the show, behind the scenes, Michael Landon was a pioneer in Hollywood. He was one of the first people who realized to get the government and the studio off your back, you had to own the show, write it, direct it, produce it. He was the first one there in the morning, the last one to leave at the end of the day. He worked so hard. He was cheap as hell, and he taught us all those values. And we made something great that people loved, and we made money for ourselves, and we worked together, and we felt good, and we were proud. And I was like, isn't that, great? Isn't that a great way to live? that's how I'm going to live my life. And I went out and I did the same thing. I worked minimum wage jobs. I got into news and I've carried these values with me. I wrote about them in the book. I'm teaching them my kids. And there you go.
0: Well, the name of the book lessons from the Prairie, the surprising secrets to happiness, success, and sometimes just survival. I learned on America's favorite show, the author, one of the stars at Fox business, Melissa Francis, and first off promise kept who's your buddy. You are. Your, you are who's your pal, my new
1: best friend. You, you. <laughs> All right, Melissa Francis. Friend. And to any of your listeners, if they, yep. if you buy the book on Amazon or wherever, I love radio listeners. Send it to me here at Fox Headquarters, 1211 6th Avenue. The mailman here thinks I'm crazy. You can Google us online, find Fox Headquarters, send it here. I will sign it and send it back to you, or I'll get the signature of the Fox talent you like better. You tell me who you like. I'll get them to sign my book. Whatever. I, it is. Hey.
0: I love all. I love all the folks. I, I like a lot of the folks there at at Fox Business. You are the best, Melissa Francis. Everybody, oh, thank you. Appreciate you being here on the Salcedo Show. We'll get you back on, promise.